So this is a new podcast we're doing. New? Um, new in the sense that we made it all the way through season one. Yeah, this is uh, season two. We're now on season two. It's a new podcast, and like, that's like N-U with like new metal. Mm-hmm. And season two is T-U with an umlaut, like t- season two. This is Don't Start Me Talking. I'm Benny Williams. I'm Rick Owens. And that's a cat. That's a cat in the background who's uh, gotten treats recently, so she'd be grateful for it. Pretty much. You would think so, but... Bites the hand that feeds. Trent Reznor jab. <laughs> How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing okay. Um, my, my brain is kind of on this right now. I got... Mario Wonder. I want to play it. But no, you're stuck doing this. Mm-hmm. Stuck yeah, here. Yeah. yeah oh, no, you're just going to start playing it? I, you know, it's like a game stream. Just, that's not what this... Oh, okay. I'm an elephant, but I'm also Luigi. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Oh, this is wild. After a certain part of the night, he just becomes completely comatose. It's like catatonic. Um, Speaking of cats, we've got a lot in the background, and they're uh, causing all sorts of mayhem while we're trying to record with our dulcet tones. (laughs) (laughs) Got a chuckle out of that, huh? A little bit. Dulcet tones. Dulcet tones. It is. Um... Yeah, not not too much has been going on. So I I've been watching yeah. a lot of movies. Um, Frasier just came back, so obviously I'm watching Frasier, twenty four hours a day. <laughs> um, can't get enough of it. Can't get enough. <laughs> There's only three episodes so far at the time of recording. Um, but I've watched uh, at least seventeen episodes. There you go. Good old Kelsey Grammer fix for you there. Just, uh tapping up that vein with Kelsey Grammer and like that one of if not the longest lasting sitcom character of all time yeah because he was in Cheers right mm-hmm. he was in Cheers from season three I think and season he... two or three uh, he was Diane's love interest and then Diane left the show and he stayed because he was so popular um, and um... that's that's a funny thing if you if you look at like just how people have um, aged you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, you sent me the picture before of all the Cheers people, and it's like Cliff was like 33 or something. I, I'm older than Cliff. Yeah, it, insane. Right now. They, and they looked like they were already... They looked like they are in their 40s. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the old rough. guy the old guy in the, in the show was like 50, you know? And he died. Ted Danson's hairpiece is like 17 years old. Yeah. And it's like, oh. I love that they did that at one point where yeah. they, they just like had him take off the hairpiece on camera in character mm-hmm. it's like oh my god dude. oh man just Amazing. lean into it lean yeah into it. why wouldn't you yeah um so we're recording a little later now as you can see on the outside yeah this is probably going to be normal from now on too and i prefer it for two reasons one more control over the light yeah um and it's not going to be as washed out and two it's quieter um there's a lot of people ruffians and things around these parts and they like to drive their motorcycles and ride their trucks and they, they bash cinder blocks into my car. They they knock like mailboxes over with a baseball bat, and that's why we don't have a mailbox anymore. Yeah. So our bills don't reach us anymore. Neither do the the, the notes from our loved ones on the Pony Express out here. What what did they call those um miss missives in the war when yeah, they said yeah. them in the war? Yeah. Like oh I got a missive from you. From your from your girl, it's like, read it and be like, "My dearest John, mm. uh, the the days and nights are lonesome without you. Yeah. Can't tell you how much old Scooter misses you. Scooter, of course, being your dog. <laughs> um, My dearest Jezebel, I hope this letter finds you well. Today we had peach cobbler for dessert inside the trenches, <laughs> and I only got a little bit of flesh in mine." <laughs> um, I hope all is well on the farm. Give my best to Ma and Pa, assuming they aren't dead from the cholera. Jezebel, let me tell you, 
holds no candle to your peach cobbler. Can't no, wait to be back. Can't, can't, can't wait to be back. And, of course, the guy delivering the note goes, yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. And then just walks away. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? I That's how it happened. It is. They, they wrote a letter and it came in three months later. And the same guy who delivered it was like, glad that you got to read that letter. Just know that they were thinking of you at the end. He, what? what? <laughs> just a screen door. Like, yeah. Open the screen door. Oh, they didn't have then... screens in those days. Yeah, they didn't. No, they um, just had those poop doors. It was touch screen. Those doors where all the poop would get in. They scraped the poop off their shoes. Back in the old days, you actually had to touch the screen. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? These kids, these kids, they have it too well out here, you know? You know, what's going on in the world? Anyone who makes this face while they're talking, just don't talk. Don't, don't, don't let... What do you... <laughs> um, there was an episode of The Twilight Zone Yeah. that I hate. It's like the Ballad of Jess Bell, and she is a cat. She turns into a cat. She's like a witch turns into a cat it is one of the worst episodes and one of the reasons i think it's one of the worst is because it doesn't have the rod serling opening or closing it has this old west style ballad sung terribly about jess bell the cat lady (laughs) i hate it so much and it, it comes and goes throughout the whole episode it's not just at the beginning it's just it's too much it's awful but um, you made me think of that. I'm glad I could give you some displeasure on this October Eve. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Not not a ton else has been going on. I made a website. There you go. Um. Because I'm trying to get work again in the in the filmmaking realm, so I made a big portfolio website, and I I've started uh sort of started blasting out stuff on LinkedIn, and trying to really plug away, find a job. Um, especially with the pressure on the actors union right now, I think soon enough things will be starting back up. And when that happens, I, I want to be a part of it. So the website looks really good. Thank by you. the way, I yeah. liked, I liked, uh, everything you did on it. Um, you put your face on there, which I thought was, you know, going to be like a, a shot against it, but it was done classily, you know? Well, I, I appreciate the attempt at a, uh, a compliment there. That, that really means a lot to me. All my compliments. This is, this is the website here. I don't know if the camera will pick it up. Probably not. But that's my stupid mug. Yeah. And look, who is Benny? Working with you to tell your story. Your story. Working with um, y- you. And then uh, some samples of my work, some portfolios. And, of course, uh, on the final page um, of the site, the contact me, I have my resume. So, really hoping to catch more flies with honey, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Look upon his works and despair, am I right? Uh, you saw the original edit of the site, too, the one I with did. the Cheerios font. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> I for a little while on the site map of the, the website I had, I had in the bottom of it, I love Cheerios, because it was yellow, and the font was exactly a box of Cheerios. It was. And when I realized it... It was after I had blasted it out on social media as like, hey, I made a website. And <laughs> I, I realized minutes later, I was like, oh, God. And so on the site map on the very bottom, I just wrote, I love Cheerios. And it looked exactly like a box of Cheerios. You even had like nutrition facts for yourself. And that was weird because, you know. Yeah. Why 10% would... starch. Well, it... Those pants, you came in here, you were waddling, you know. That's uh... I don't have a lot of money, Rick. That's evident. <laughs> that is evident. Um, I've had a pretty good week, which is surprising for me. Um, for like the first time in, I think I did the calculation correctly, in 18 years. I'm, I'll remember. Uh, interrupting me. I'll remember. Interrupting me. You you won't remember to uh, not interrupt me. That, that's the funny part. You'll remember a thing that happened 12 years ago. But You were saying for the first time in 18 years. I wasn't interrupted and then just right out right out the fucking door with that one, huh? That's right. Huh? Huh? Cutting me off like an old tumor, huh? Just fucking throwing me away in the medical waste. Well, let me take you into some medical waste if we're going to Well, talk. I'm not the triclops. So the first time in 18 years, I'm down below 200 pounds. Thank you. 
Thank you. That's impressive. That's just, I'm, I'm, that's I'm good. A, I'm a self clap yeah. myself on the back. Pat yourself on the um, back. Since, and all you and, had to do was stop eating. Yeah, that's all I did. Yeah, they all they had to do was stop paying you, and you had yeah. to stop eating. Yeah, and I've been telling you that all along. But, just throw away the money. I'm still uh, hovering at two thirty. There you uh, go. So you know, dentist's favorite time. And wait. <sighs> yeah, it took me a minute to get it. I got it. I don't yeah. like it. I'm not. We're not explaining it for them. That's what she said. All of that. All of that is what she said there um so that's what you 50 get 50 more minutes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's my super mario oh god super mario wonder wonder why people listen to this that's <laughs> I, I wonder why you didn't buy this we could be playing right now we could it's got play great it right now and we could be streaming i just i stomped a goomba as an elephant and that feels like a war crime it probably is. <laughs> That's terrible. The name Goomba is a fucking war crime. I'm I'm a uh Luigi elephant. Luigi Elefante. <laughs> that sounds Um I uh I mean the only other stuff I've done is video game stuff in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh in Grand Theft Auto which I've talked about a little bit, I was a bit of a jerk. Um and I I am a bit of a jerk when I play sometimes, but most people in that game are psychopaths. Yes, so if are. you're not a, at the very least like a jerk, you'll just get walked all over and you won't be able to do anything when you're in a public lobby. So I blow up cars. I just blow up cars sometimes. Uh, people will attack me. These are other players with cars. And I'll blow up their car. I'll kill them. I'll blow up their car. Well, I got put in a bad sport lobby about a month ago. They put a dunce cap on your character. <laughs> and um, you have to go into a lobby with all the other people who got banned from the regular game for being little stinkers. So you're in this whole lobby with all these little stinkers. Yeah. And they suck. But they're the best players at GTA. They are the best of the best at trolling people. They go to the top of a skyscraper with a sniper rifle. And they just wait. And when you get in their range, you die. Mm-hmm. And that's it. If you go up to try and fight them, they have, they're ready for it. They take you out of the sky. They're the best at playing GTA. So it's like a, a learner's course in how to torture people's fucking lives. Yeah. So I've been in Bad Sport on PlayStation, which um, my PlayStation account doesn't have as much stuff as my Xbox account did. Because long story short, I had an Xbox for longer. And I played GTA with my brothers and stuff. So I got all the stuff on Xbox. And then... Um, yeah, I, I made it so that they're kind of equivalent. I have most of the same cars and stuff. Um, but I haven't played Xbox in a while because I haven't had Xbox Live. I bit the bullet. I got a month of Xbox Live just to go in and check around. I have everything in the Xbox version. Mm. Like, I sold a ton of stuff in the PlayStation version. I'm, I'm missing a lot of it. In the Xbox One, I'm not in bad sport, and I have everything. So, that's been fun. Just going back in, getting the organization and everything, you know, consolidated where it's supposed to be, move a couple of the properties around so that everything's in the city, and I made it nice and easy for me to be able to get my, like, secret stealth bomber plane that's brand new where you can turn yourself off on the map and then just hunt people. Um, A lot of fun stuff like that. And then uh, Super Mario Wonder obviously just came out. I'm really excited to play that. Yeah, obviously. Um, I've been diving back into Final Fantasy 16 lately, a little bit. Um, which is, it's like Kingdom Hearts for babies, where Final Fantasy 15 was like Kingdom Hearts for grownups, where it was like, it doesn't make any sense, the story is just as confusing, but it was like a complex sort of system to how you were meleeing people and like attacks and all this stuff. Final Fantasy 16, you can hit one button and it just does it for you. And it's like, then why did I, you know, why am I even playing this? Um... But, yeah, and other than that, just play a lot of Rocket League. A lot of Rocket League, especially lately. Got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Get that anger out some way. Yep. What were you saying? Um, There was a, a really big project that took up a ton of my time um, in music organization. Yeah. And when I say a ton of my time, I mean... You've been doing it for... About as long as I've known you, I think maybe yeah. a, maybe a couple years after that, but Ma- it, no, maybe before. It's, um, it's been. I started um, 
collecting music and stuff because my brother, I had an iPod and yeah. he had all this music. So I got an iPod photo for my birthday one year. And eventually I, I moved up to an iPod classic, which was the second generation video. And when I had the iPod photo, my brother would do all my music and stuff. And when I got the iPod uh, classic, by that point, my brother was kind of moved out of the house. So I started figuring that out. And in 2009, the Beatles came out with that huge stereo box set. Yeah. When that happened, it kind of introduced me to the idea of like a band's discography. And so I started, you know, I'd find a greatest hits album and that wasn't enough for me. I'd find all the albums and then figure out which songs were on the greatest hits, kind of mark those so that I was, as I was going through the albums, I could tell which one was which. And then I just started collecting song after song after song. I've done it for years on iTunes. Everything's on here right now that's on iTunes. And then I just went sourcing like a crazy amount of stuff just to find it, just to, to find yeah. it all. And there's nothing I don't think I found. And it took me a very long time. A long time. And I'm not even done. <laughs> because the last step is to sort it all again. Right now it's all in folders. And it's all converted to the right format. Now it has to go into a place where I can listen to it and click through kind of like an iTunes, but not iTunes. It's like called a, Music B. Like a binder. No. You put all those folders no, like a, into like a, a binder. Music, like a music file organization system. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to put all those folders into a binder, and you put the binder in the backpack, and you put the backpack in the locker, and the locker's in the school. And then... That backpack would weigh some thousands of pounds. Yeah. I, I think if, I think if you took all the music that you have on your device here off, it would be physically lighter. Yeah. Like, the way that I did it for years and years was I put them all into one big playlist, which I guess some people think is like psychotic or sacrilege. That's like, oh, you don't do it by mood or you don't do it by this or that. I have those playlists. My main playlist in the car is every song I like. Yeah. And that way I could be in the car. Uh, I don't feel like that right now. Don't feel like that. This one's great. And I just skip through until I find it. It makes it really easy when I'm in the car. To, like, I have a whole playlist of stuff. I know those are hits. Those are things I like. Yeah, those are the good ones. But right at the tail end of all this, I started finding artists I had never heard of, but I knew. Like, I knew their songs and stuff. And um, one of the big ones that uh, I I did not know the artist's name learned the artist's name and figured it all out, uh, was Benny Mardones, Into the Night. Do you know this song? I, I think I do. I think you showed it to me the other day. Yes. And... The first line of this song, the first, the first line of this song immediately turns you off. It, yeah. And then the rest of the song is so good, you can't help but like it. I don't know about that. I, 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 the song starts out with, she's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they said. Oh. Yeah, which implies that it's the lead singer singing this line from the first person, which yeah. makes it creepy. Then the video is like a really young girl, and it's overtly that's what it is. His explanation is like, no, I knew this girl who's, you know... Uh, she lived uh, near me, and she was in, like, the chorus line and this musical thing we were doing, and her husband left her, and, like, all of her kids were still around the, the building, so, like, I gave them jobs because I had a lot of money at that point. Like, one of them would come by, and I'd give her 50 bucks to walk the dog, and, um, you know, their father walked out on them, and I felt so bad, so I wrote it about that. <laughs> and, like, that doesn't even make sense No, to be the thing he wrote it about. But also, like, the video reinforces that that's not what it's about. No, he, he's, he's like, walking around the town, like, following her or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and then he, they're on a magic carpet together, kissing. And he looks like Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Yeah, he was 33 at the time. Gross. Yeah. And this was, like, 1980. 80. Oh. Yeah. And it became a hit three times. It was a number one hit twice. In 1989, he did a re-recording, and that became a hit. And then he re-recorded it two more times. So there are four separate recordings of Into the <laughs> Night by Benny Mardones. Into the Night Stalker, more like. Yeah. But the song itself, I will still argue for, is a great song. 
It's just, why is that the first line? And the rest of the song, if it was about somebody who was his age, it would be fine. Yeah. Or if it was about like, oh, we're too culturally different. Like if it was a Brother Louis situation where it's about a black guy who wants to go out with a white girl uh, or something like that, like, you know, she, it would have been fine. She's only 32. Leave her alone. Like, yeah. also. The, or, or she's just 18 years old. Leave her alone. Even that's on the line. And it's still like, okay. But, you know, oh, she's legally old enough or whatever. So there's two parts to that opening line. There's the, the age part, but then also said, leave her, leave alone. her alone. Yeah, and, which means that there are people looking out for her that are yeah. like, fuck off. Hey. In real life, when he uh, had that girl come over his house to, to walk the dog, she came in her school uniform one time, and he was there with his writing partner. And her school uniform was like a short skirt, and she was wearing heels and all this stuff. And so she came in and was like, hey, I'm here to get the dog. Yeah, I know. Um, she's like, I'm here to get the dog. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, the money's on the counter, whatever, like, see you later. And she left with the dog and his writing partner turned to the door and was like, holy shit. And he was like, she's just 16 years old, leave her alone. And when he said that, he was like, oh, that would be a good first line for a song. No. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, no. Second of all, yeah, if you're writing a song about a creep. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh my God. So anyways, I, I, I love finding stuff like this when I'm going through the music because it's like all this stuff that you don't, like that song plays all the time. I still hear it. It's in yeah. grocery stores. It's in CVS, like those kinds of places. And I like the song itself. Um, it, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a really good hook. It's very solid. If it wasn't about that, it's like an inspiring song. It's a good love song. And it just ruins the whole fucking thing. Yeah. That first opening line yeah. of just like, uh, um, terrible. But also I found um, Simply Irresistible by uh, Robert Palmer recently, which is a song that's on, like, Chili's commercials everywhere. Yep. Um, Simply Irresistible. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the songs I put on recently. The Exodus song by Andy Williams has been going around in memes lately. Because, mm. uh, I, I don't know, I guess something crazy is going on in the Middle East. Hey. <laughs> what? Again? Wild, um, wild and crazy stuff happening over there. <laughs> wild and wacky, wacky wild, stuff. Carsenio. Oh, I'll show you the Carsenio thing before I leave. Yeah, Carsenio uh, oh. is very that that one apparently burned the bridge with Jason. I mean, uh, with um, John Carson, Johnny Carson. Oh yeah, and uh, Dana Carvey. Because after that, he was like, "Fuck you, man!" Like I was in on the joke until this shit. Fuck you! I'm 92 um, years old. Yeah, but. Uh, the best song that I think you discovered and showed me um, is one that we list, listen to a lot, and we <laughs> love it. That's it exactly. Yeah. It's a grandma. Hey, well, I know, I was by your house. Grandma plays the numbers. Grandma plays the numbers, <laughs> because why do they care? Why do they? Why do they care? Listen, she's an old woman. She's having her fun. Leave her alone. Listen to this song. We found out. Yeah, yes, we did. We found out. Now Could we know. We found out. We found out. Grandma, Grandma plays the numbers. And the, why? These For are no reason. These guys. Winonia Harris. Yeah. Which is spelt like Winoni. Yeah. But Winonia Harris uh, and uh, his his band of buffoons, and it's a great song. It's like four, the, the cover album's like it's five. It's from Fallout. That's where I found it. It's like five guys in white suits, like like in, like in a black and white photo. And the whole song, they're in their like 30s, and they're so concerned about grandma playing the fucking numbers. Yeah. It, it's just a fucking absurd song. It's so fucking catchy. And I fucking love it. Yeah. I love, like, delving into what each thing about it means. Grandma Plays the Numbers uh, is just, like, it's a classic, but the numbers, we found this out. We found out. We found out that the numbers are an illegal gambling game that happened through the mob yeah. in cities back in, like, the 30s, 40s. And uh, that's when they talk about the numbers, they're usually talking about that, not just, like, the general lottery. Yeah. Like, you'd go and play Powerball or something. So that to us was just hilarious because it is one of one of the lines in the song. I believe I'm going to paraphrase here is um, she goes to the local market, buys the bananas by the bunch. She checks all the price tags. That's how she gets her hunch. And th does that mean she just plays the same fucking numbers? Yeah, probably. 
Because how much did prices change then, you know? Yeah, like, uh, for, for fucking bananas? It's, yeah. But um, there are a lot of songs that are novelty like that. Um, but very few of them do that that well. A lot of them are in Fallout. Yeah. Um, Crawl Out Through the Fallouts in Fallout. Roy Crawl Brown's uh, Butcher Fallout. Pete, one of my favorites, which oh, yeah. have we listened to Butcher Pete a lot? Or Yeah, we have. Butcher Pete parts one and two. Part two starts with my favorite thing of any part two B-side of a record ever, which is normally it'll either just kick up the song and they'll keep going and they'll, then they'll put out a version that's part one and two together. Because that's how the version is made. It's just the song is so long that they cut it into. This song starts up big wailing trumpet or whatever. And the first thing he says is, because um, the first part of the song is about a guy who goes around uh, whacking and hacking and slapping. He's a butcher and he's killing all the women in town. But it's euphemisms for sex because it's like the 1930s and that's what they yeah. did. Um, the second part starts up. And they go, well, they let old Pete out of jail. <laughs> and that's how the song just keeps going. And it's it's like literally it's part two, but it's the same song again. Yeah. So it just goes longer. And when I, it took me years because Butcher Pete part one was on the soundtrack that I got when I yeah. bought the game for Fallout. So years later, I find Butcher Pete part two. I'm like, oh my God. It's like when I found White Wedding part two. Yeah. By Billy Idol, where you're like, there's a part two. There's a <laughs> Yeah. Um. And it, oh. it it delivered. It's the best part two ever. Because when I first found it, I was like, oh, yeah, there must be a part two. And I went on YouTube and I like typed it in. And it's like, well, they let old Pete out of jail. And I'm just like, oh, that's oh my God. That's my shit. So Butcher Pete, obviously. He loves that meat. He does love that meat. But, but like the narrator of the song himself, I believe, is more of a corrupted individual. Because, well, they let him out of jail. Would you look at that? Like, <laughs> like how do you do? Like, I'm not performing my civic duty at a trial. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Barry Gordy. Um, <laughs> you showed me a few of these that were filthy. Old, filthy songs. There are so many of them. Like, 1920s and 30s, pre-code um, Hollywood. So, yeah. Hollywood basically, for a while, had a bunch of movies that came out that were like, they had euphemisms, and they had sex, and they had uh, yeah. over-the-top shit. Raunchy, because, raunchy shit. Yeah, because they, they felt like, we can do this, this is something that this art form allows us to do. Mm. And then immediately, like, in the, the 40s and 50s, they started to pull back on that. In the 50s, yeah. like, they hard pulled back. Hard pulled back, yeah. And so it became, um, there were films that were deemed too dirty, and then they came up with, like, the Hollywood Code, which was in the late yeah. 30s, I think. And it completely stifled how movies were being made at the it's time. It's like that big oval at the end of each movie where... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so music kind of had a similar trajectory. Yeah. And so you get things like, and there are a lot of dirty words in this, but um, the Clovers singing Rotten Cocksuckers Ball. Yeah. You have uh, Harry Roy singing My Girl's Pussy. Yeah. Um, Lucille Bell, I believe? No. No? That, that's, you're that's... thinking of Lucille Ball, and Lucy... there's no way. Oh, there's a different uh, Lucille. I know her name's Lucille, but she sings a lot of songs. That are just like straight dirty. Straight, like, uh, there, there's... Like, and, fuck my nipples, my titties yeah. are big or something. I can't remember uh, what the well, song is, but it was funny. I got nipples on my titties, the that's size it. of my thumb. That's, like, <laughs> Yeah, um, they were they were people, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And they were young, and they didn't care. And that's how they sang, too. Like, mm -hmm. uh... My Girl's Pussy, the song, starts with a cat meowing. Yeah, so they're yeah. being like, huh, wink, wink. But he sings like, my girl's pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's legit like that. Um, and then you have the, the other stuff that wasn't dirty at all. Yeah. And like confusingly so when you hear the, yeah. the stuff that was. But your um, George Formby, uh, or Formby, When I'm Cleaning Windows. Yeah. Like from the game Wishy Washy on iToy. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have that? I don't believe so. iToy was the first camera thing for the playstation 2 yeah and so you would you would do this game called wishy-washy and it was a window that you would wipe your hands and you'd wash the window off and that song played the whole time this old old novelty record or um frank krumit does show me the way to go home the very famous version of it mm. um the song from jaws uh emerson lake and palmer did a version of it um 
there are a ton of novelty records and stuff. The Dr. Demento stuff in the, the 70s, he started digging up all these records. And, like, there's stuff from the 50s. Transfusion, have I ever showed you that? I don't think so. Transfusion, transfusion, just a solid mess of contusions. Never, ever, ever going to speed again. No? Nope. Uh, I can't remember any of the rest <sighs> of the words. But, yeah, it's, it's about a guy who just... Um, Keeps on getting into these terrible crashes and ending up back in the hospital and getting a transfusion. Um, the Cockroach That Ain't Cincinnati. St. George and the Dragonette, which is a Dragnet parody. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until later, but it's like a noir story that they're telling from the point of view of like a Dragnet episode, which was an old cop show and a movie in the 80s with Dan Aykroyd. Good old Danny Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, like the I would say the doing the music stuff. The thing that kind of always shocks me is how there are people out there who are two song musicians, which is to say, like if you know this guy, you know one of these two songs. Yeah, and they put out fifty albums and then died like revered in their field, but because you, for whatever reason, you were into rock and roll or whatever, you didn't listen to that much country or you didn't listen to that much of the blues or or jazz. And these people have these gargantuan discographies of ridiculous amounts of songs and they're all original songs. They're not like Mm. repeats. It's not, I'm repackaging the same thing over and over. No, it's, I was a working musician in the fifties and this is what we did. Yeah. And that stuff is wild or like composers. Philip Glass. There's a lot of them on there that are like probably your favorite musician's favorite musician. Where oh, yeah. you know what I mean, like or their favorite. Like it's a big tree to lead down into. Like you know, of course, a lot of bands. Uh, like you can say, if X wasn't there, this band, my favorite band, wouldn't be there. So you go back and right. you re- listen, and then you find the spider web out. Maybe they like something different, and then that's kind of how you There's, there was also it, right? a period in the 60s where every song sounded the same. Yeah, every garage rock song that came out was Louie Louie, mm-hmm. and there were 50,000 versions of Louie Louie that were actually called Louie Louie. And then you have like Frank Zappa doing Ruthie Ruthie just to fuck with them <laughs> and change the words, oh, like man. little stuff like that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, I have dozens, I mean, literally dozens of these. Um, to go back real quick, one of the funnier lines, because um, in those dirty songs, uh, they became less dirty, but more like wink, wink, kind of like deal. Also, you never heard this? No. It's not familiar to you? This is the 89 version. Let me try the 80 version. It's got all of them. No, I I still I would argue for this song. That's Into the Night by Benny Mardonis. I would argue for that song. I love this song. I I think it's so good. I might edit it, yeah, and just take out that first verse and repeat the the second verse at the end or something. Hmm. But I I love this song, and it's, it's, it's a shame. It's pleasing to the ear. I will give yeah, it that. That piano thing of that bum 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 bum. I love that. How it intensifies and then it goes back down. The lyric was. Um... She's, She's not just 16 years no. old. Leave her alone, they say. For for a dirty And they say. For the dirty song was um she she's not my baker, but she buttered my bread last night. And that came out in like 1928. Yeah. <laughs> Delightful. It's 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 great. Do like look up on YouTube old dirty songs and they'll come up. Yeah. There's a lot. I found There's about a ton. Um, the Rotten Cocksuckers Ball. I found out about that yeah. through Zappa. Zappa. Zappa did a cover of it. Yeah. And then um, you go back and you find the original, and it's 1953. Yeah. And it's, you've got these guys, the Clovers. Yeah. And you see the picture of him, and this dude just has this, like, shit-eating grin. Because he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Those guys were legends. They're, They're amazing. Like, we're going down to the Rotten Cocksuckers Ball. Fuck. It's some... Cocksucking Sammy, get your motherfucking man. We're going, going down to the cocksuckers ball. Fuck, suck and fight. Till beginning of the raw daylight. We don't need no goddamn taxi man. We're going to put little holes in a rocket chair. Or take off all the rags. We're going to play a little game called tag. Tomorrow night at the Rotten Cocksuckers Ball. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. It's just four um, guys on stage doing the fucking Temptations. Dude, it, the fact that they even made it is unbelievable. Oh. But, like, the fact that it, it endured is yeah. great. And there's a lot of shit like that. There's also, I found stuff like, um, because of Conan, I found Yay Boo. But there's stuff like that all over the place. Yay boo, yay boo, it's lots of fun to do. If you like it, holla yay, and if you don't, then holla boo. I heard the local school burned down. Yay! yay. But they saved old teacher Brown. Boo. boo. It's like the corniest shit. But um, out of the Demento stuff, there is so much Demento music over the years that it's tough to just pull out one here and there. But um, Fish Heads stands out to me as being maybe the most annoying out of all of them. And I still really like it, which is bad. Um, Fish Heads starts out with two Alvin and the Chipmunks voices going oh, like, man. Fish Heads, Fish Heads, roly poly Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Fish Heads, eat them up, yum. And then underneath that, this like clock sort of sound, like almost like from that song, My Grandfather's Clock, like. Yeah. And it just, it comes together way better than it should. And then it becomes like a decent song, but that Fish Heads thing keeps coming back in, making it annoying again. Or there's like um, another song by Kippa Dada, who was a uh, comedian for a long time. He did Wet Dream, which is one of my favorite tracks of all time, because it's all fish puns. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. It's like, I uh, my my stingray was overheating, so I took it to a mechanic. He said that I blew a seal. I said, fix the damn thing and keep my personal life out of it, okay, pal? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's all dad jokes about the ocean. Just it's... like a rolled up blazer. Yeah. With a cigarette off the... Hey, yeah. look at me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was the 41st of January, being a quadruple leap year. <laughs> it's like all this all this ridiculous Jesus stuff. Jesus Christ. Um, God, uh... Demento stuff. I mean, obviously, Weird Al came out of that. Yeah. Um, just because Weird Al sent in stuff to the Demento show, and Demento was like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." Listen to this kid. Um, but uh, Fred Blassie has that pencil neck geek yep. uh, song that I I kind of like, but it's not really a song. Classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah, classy, classy Fred Blassie. He was pretty crass though too. He was crass. One of the great, class. one of the great managers in all of professional wrestling. Yes. Um, Pencil neck geek is a great fucking line. Yeah. That's just. Um, you puke. You pencil neck geek, drop down and give me twenty. They're all Sergeant um, Slaughter job. They're all pretty crazy. WWE. That, that's the funny one because the, in the eighties they came out with like two albums of just the wrestlers singing. And they made the most homoerotic video um, with them all working on a construction site and like Hulk Hogan spraying Vince McMahon with wet cement. Yeah. And they're all in like tank tops and shit. It's like the volleyball scene in uh, what's it called? Uh, Meet the Parents. Yeah, Meet the Parents. Is it really? No, no. Uh, Where he hits Top Gun. Where he spikes it. Top Gun. But like to the nth degree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like the most homoerotic thing you will ever see. It's on YouTube. Go give give it a watch. After I've uh, this. I've got up here a bunch of the uh, the key novelty tracks that I'm gonna I'm gonna go through, real quick. All right. So this is also I think in order of date, but it might not be. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll off them. Go ahead. All right. The Witch Doctor, Alvin and the Chipmunks. There we go. Any of the Alvin and the Chipmunks stuff. That's all novelty stuff, but Witch Doctor made them famous. Um. Barnes and Barnes are the guys who did Fish Heads. That's right there. Sweet Georgia Brown, which we talked about when you talked about the Harlem Globetrotter that came to visit you at school. Um, Brother Bones and His Shadows. Um, The Monster Mash. Of course, uh, we're getting out of spooky season now. Uh, Not at the time of recording, but now that you you are out of spooky season. Um, But the Monster Mash, Bobby Boris Pickett. Just... Still to this day, one of my favorite songs that comes together sonically because it starts with the chains and then the bubbling and yeah. then boom, 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 boom. I was working in the lab late one night. No, you came in way too early. Good, that's what she said. It's boom, 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 bo
I was working. No, no, you, you. It's not. It's not. But I was working in the. It's. But I was working in. The, you have to do it while I'm doing it. That's how music works. I don't. I, you stack things on top of other things. You don't wait for your turn to go. Music is scary. I don't like it. My son, the nut by Alan Sherman. If you ever saw the Canine Advantix commercials, the yeah. uh, Hello Mother, Hello Father, that's from Alan Sherman. That's his song from from the album My Son the Nut, and you can see that he, he is in a lot of nuts. He looks he's like Joe DeRosa, surrounded by a lot of nuts. He does look like Joe DeRosa a bit. Shout out Joey Roses. Yeah, shout out Joey Roses in New York City. If you want a good sandwich for a reasonable price, go to Joey Roses. Or it's about a good $10. drink. Hey, good drink. Hey, can I get through the? I'm doing the ad reads. Yeah. For only $10, you can get yourself a really good sandwich, or for a reasonable price, you could get yourself a drink. Social club. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really nice uh, little hole-in-the-wall place in the village. I've been there twice now. I really like it. It's great. Can't recommend it. I haven't been there, but you, you've, you've told me in descriptive ways. Didn't get it. Um, Mr. Bassman by Johnny Symbol, which the Muppets did. It's one of my favorite Muppet songs. Um, I'm just going to throw in there Simon Smith and His Amazing Dancing Bear. By the Alan Price set. Alan Price was a member of The Animals with Eric Burden, and then he left and he did his own thing. Uh, and then Scooter and Fozzie sing uh, Simon Smith and the Amazing Dancing Bear, or his Amazing Dancing Bear, on The Muppets. That's how I know it. Um, King Tut by Steve Martin. That's a classic. Junk Food Junkie by Larry Gross is um, not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one, this is one of my favorite uh, novelty records, and I oh. doubt that it'll ever be able to be played nowadays because of how many school shootings there are, but it's called The Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun by Julie Brown, but um, the whole premise of the song is it's homecoming night and the homecoming queen goes crazy and starts shooting everybody, and then at the end of the song, the friend who's telling the story goes to her friend who's on the ground dying because she got shot, and she says something along the lines of like, I did it for Johnny. And the girl who's her friend is like, who's Johnny? Does anybody, does anybody know Johnny? I mean, there's, there's one guy named John, but he's just a nerd. He, it couldn't have been hit. Like <laughs> Debbie, Debbie, no, wait, wait. Uh, so that was really good. Um, yeah, that one's not one that I like, but it's called the Scotsman by Brian, uh, Brian Bowers. There's an Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny weapon, which was, uh, uh, Daryl Hammond and a guy named Christopher Snell, and they did Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny in there. Wap 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 wapping. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Guitar Zan by Ray Stevens, which is I'll show it to you later is just insane. And um, the Battle of New Orleans by Johnny Horton is considered a novelty record, but even more so, Homer and Jethro: The Battle of Cucamonga is a parody of the Battle of New Orleans. And um, Battle of New Orleans is like, in 1814, we took a little trip, uh, you know, down with Colonel Jackson, down the mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans, and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the one that um, fucking... That, the, the one that I started singing at the end there was actually Cucamonga. Because mm. Cucamonga is like, in 1951, we took a little trip. Uh, and it's, it's a Boy Scout thing. It's like they're Boy Scouts and... They're going to spy on the girls. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's the Battle oh. of Cucamonga. Yeah, yeah. Well, 50s. Doesn't excuse it, but that's how it was. Um, Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. Of course. Um, and there, there's just a lot of stuff like that that's, that, like, I'm glad that I dove in as deeply as I did because there's so much out in the world. That Leonard Nimoy song, Bilbo Baggins. Um, yes. Uh, that is not a novelty song. I know it's it's dead serious. That's the sad thing. It, yeah, he did that for real money. He loved the oboe and corduroy. Um, I just found a, a few more because I have comedy musical in a different section. Yeah, um, few more novelty songs. Let's see. Um, I don't know if that would count. Actually, I'm right behind you now, Charlene by Colbert. Uh, basically, he did a song called Charlene. I'm right behind you, where it was like a parody of an '80s song. And then they put it into rock band. This is how I got this. Because the version that you see on the Colbert Report was never released. And it's cut with the audience laughing and all this stuff. And it's crappy quality because it's offline. I had a rip from a YouTube video. Somebody grabbed it out of rock band. 
So I just have it. Perfect quality. No laughs, no no sound effects, no nothing. It's just the song. Yeah. Delightful. And then he put out a novelty record after that that was literally two... It was a single. And it uh, was done by uh, Jack White at Third Man Records. And I own, I own a copy of it, like, you know, physical copy. And it's got um, Charlene 2, I'm Over You, and then a remake of Charlene, I'm Right Behind You with the Black Bells which is a band that includes Jack White's current wife. And then other than that, not a lot of parody uh, or uh, novelty songs that I've got here. Just, um, Oh God. So it wasn't bad enough that your phone was on the whole time. Now you got to throw it on the floor to make a point. It fell down. It fell. It's dead. Oh no, it's on. That's weird. It took a like extra second to turn on. It's like uh, in that that we we talked about Peter Jackson in the last episode, but it's funny because like uh, my phone fell, and there's that one line where uh, um, uh, Eowyn goes up to Gimli, and he she's like, "Hey, uh, where's Aragorn?" He's like, he, "He fell," and he did fall. He went over a cliff. On on here, that's all the music I have, but there's a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then I just... One of my favorite albums, um, I don't know if you, you like it, but is uh, Marty Robbins. Uh, uh, Gunfighter Ballads? Gunfighter Big Ballads Iron and Trail Song. Yeah, yeah. That's Big Iron's of, great. I don't know the rest of it. I listen to like the whole fucking thing. It's like you know, 45, 50 minutes. How sad. Each one is... Is a real banger, as the kids say, in the local parlance. I definitely have that now. It's great. It's great. You should listen to it. Blue World. No, I won't do that. Um, I also I found a bunch of uh, soundtracks. No, I just yeah. Paranorman soundtrack. Nope, it's another good one. Not, not Jack gonna, White. Not gonna. He did that. Not gonna do it. Beck. Not gonna do it. Beck. 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 Not a big enough fan of uh, the Tom Burton films so it's not a tim burton film tom burton oh you are unpleasant sometimes no it's most times sometimes is most times but yeah you over the years i think uh we've shared a lot of music with each other yeah there Um, was a there was a point where I got my whole playlist into your YouTube music thing, and yeah. then a day or two later, they changed the whole system, so it like either wiped it out or hid it behind it was a bunch gone. of crap. Yeah, um, yeah. I just um, I've been managing it so long that now I can like I could sit down with a discography of an artist and get it completely sorted into studio albums, live compilations, any EPs, any singles, yeah, uh, Christmas albums and anything like that. And then it makes it so much easier to ingest the music, to figure out what's going on with it. Um, and also like the way that I did it, I, I separated out like the album from bonus tracks. So I can just, if I want to just listen to the album, I can do that. And if the bonus tracks are singles that were released off the album, but they put them into this deluxe edition or whatever, I can put those back in. But the session stuff I can just ignore because largely I don't need any of that. Um, every time that they release a new album, it's five discs of live material of bullshit. And it's like, I don't care about any of this. So what's it feel like technically? I know you've got other stuff to do with it, uh, like sorting folders into the one big yes, thing. Yes, but yes. like, what does it feel like to be done with it that is what my hobby has been outside of everything else i do uh for the better part of 14 15 years yeah so to be at the tail end of like oh is there anything else i can think of and being like no that's wild it's weird Um, it's it's gonna be a thing though that it's never done because music isn't done yet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 ongoing. But man, the dopamine rush of like having an artist and then they die and being like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I don't have to pay attention for new albums to come out. I you know it, it's a oh. weird sensation because I I shouldn't feel that oh way. Their music God. brings me so much joy. 
Oh. But that's the feeling. That's the <laughs> sensation. It's just like, oh, thank God. I was expecting, oh, you know, it feels like a great, you know, uh, it, it, it's not the destination. It's the journey along the way. You're like, these fuckers died. Good. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, um, Jimmy Buffett has too many albums. Yeah. He's done now. He's, <laughs> there's one more that's going to come out. And then he's done. He's he's out. They're going to make an AI Jimmy Buffett. They're going to make an AI everybody in a few years. I've already seen... Um, the one that upset me the most actually came up today. And it was Return to Pepperland by Paul McCartney, which was off an album that didn't get made called Return to Pepperland. And they put it together with fake Beatles AI. And there are all these comments from these fucking, they must be Zoomers, of like, oh, it sounds just like a Beatles song, and this and that, and it doesn't. Yeah. Because when they get in, first of all, it was a solo song by Paul that kind of sounded like something that would be on Yellow Submarine, and it wasn't great. He shelved it, because it wasn't that great. And these people come along, and they're like, oh, let's take that recording, put that in an AI, and say, hey, put in the rest of the Beatles. So it just takes a Ringo drum line from something else. And inserts that sound effect over the drums that Paul did originally, which were crappy 80s synth uh, drums. Then it's got harmonies with John and George, but they don't work. They're not three-part harmonies. They are just three people singing a note. Yeah. A three-part harmony makes up a chord. That's what it does. If you're playing a chord on a guitar, you're holding down multiple strings and you're strumming. A chord needs three notes, three different notes that make up a chord. When you're singing three-part harmony, one person sings like C, one person sings like A, the other person sings like D. And that makes a chord. Maybe not those exact notes. Probably yeah. not those exact notes. But that's what I'm saying. You understand? It's j They're just playing one note, three voices that sound the same and don't sound right with the harmonies. So it doesn't sound like a Beatles song. And it doesn't sound like a Paul McCartney song anymore because it's got all the Beatles on it. It just turns it into garbage. And people are like, think of all the possibilities of what we could do with AI. And it's like, no. No, what we should be doing with AI is we should take Three Dog Night and we should plug their music into an AI machine and say, this is the vocals, this is the bass, this is the drums, this is the guitar, this is the rhythm guitar. Split these up. Split all of them up into separate stems, clean them up, and put them back together. That's what AI should be used for. The master tapes for Three Dog Night were burned. There was a huge fire at Universal. Elton John's tapes are gone. There are a shitload of artists who can't do this this craze of all these deluxe edition albums purely because somebody was stupid and destroyed their music. Or, yeah. in the case of Three Dog Night, that's what happened. This guy at ABC, who was the president at the time, was like, oh, we don't need the master tapes anymore, and recorded over them for Three Dog Night. Jesus. So the CDs that were released in, like, 87, 89, those are the only CD mixes that exist, and they were really primitive. So you get what you get. That's what AI should be used for. That's what they did with the Beatles Get Back documentary. And it was the smartest thing they ever did because all of this dialogue exists where they're playing guitar or they're playing bass or Ringo's playing drums to drown out what they're saying so that the cameras and the mics can't hear them. And Peter Jackson has a guy in New Zealand who has this technology to rip all the audio apart from each other and say, this is a voice, this is a drum, this is a guitar. And you can mute the guitar and the drum, and you just get the voice, and it is crystal clear. Nice. The implication of what that technology will be able to do, just worldwide, is insane. I, like, eventually they'll be able to take an audio recording completely muddled off of a phone, a phone recording, completely muddled, bunch of background sound, and they will be able to clean it up crystal clear to within, like, decimal points of accuracy. Yeah. And they'll be able to, to tear apart where was this person when this call was made, what was going on, what was the background noise, what what was all this stuff. It's going to be wild for crime. It's going to be wild for everything. But for music, we can do this. Like, we yeah. have the technology now. Like, this is what it's for. This is... Yeah, we have the technology. We can make it better, faster, stronger. That show We can re-release thousands of deluxe edition albums for random bands nobody cares about, like uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. Grand Funk, uh... The, the poor man's Three Dog Night. Or is Three Dog Night the thinking man's Grand, Grand Funk, Funk Railroad? Railroad? We'll let you decide. 
no. In reality, uh, the Three Dog Night to me is fascinating because they're like the monkeys. They're like exactly the same thing as the monkeys. They're a, a band that came together to do other people's music. They just didn't have a TV show. They're like Three Dog Night to me is the 70s version of the monkeys. Yeah. And that's fine. They did great songs. Uh, like almost all the same people who wrote music for the monkeys wrote music for Three Dog Night. Randy Newman, Paul New- uh, Paul Williams, um, Harry Nilsson, a bunch of those guys. Put the lime in the coconut and make them There's a song by Three Dog Night that uh, Bowie does, which is um, yeah. It Ain't Easy. And I like the Three Dog Night version as much as I like the Bowie one. But the Bowie one's on Ziggy Stardust, so obviously Good a little bit higher. Ziggy Stardust. Yes. Um, yeah, Bowie, obviously. Great, great musician. Bowie's great. Um, but again, like this this AI stuff with music, I'm concerned about it, but at the same time, I'm very excited for the possibility of what it can do. Yeah, it, it's a it's a tool. They were say, This is what I mean. Um, uh, last episode, I was talking kind of about how there are a lot of movies that are, um, you know, this new technology craze. People were saying this about, you know, CDs and DVDs and all that shit. And it, it, for every new thing that comes out, there's detractors and everything like that this is going to be the the ruination of music you know and you know there will always be those people that are like going back now and getting into vinyl because you know yeah there's always going to be that hipstery notion to it but i think number one ai is a tool yeah it's a tool you you can use i think that the fear over it is gonna kind of dwindle down when we realize that oh it doesn't have the creative spark and it doesn't it doesn't have the ability to reason for itself. It's no, just it doing what we tell it to do in a certain direction. Yeah. Um, but the stuff like what I did with all the music and the file organization that I did, when I can utilize AI and say, hey, sort this whole folder, this artist's music completely, sort it this way, click a button and it'll do it. That will be there in 10 years. That'll just be there. If you look now... Um, People are utilizing it in Photoshop in crazy ways. And I'm sure if you've been on Instagram Reels or TikTok, you've seen at least yeah. one ad of them removing stuff from the picture by just saying, like, I yeah. just highlighted it and said, hey, remove the yellow curb. And look, it removed the yellow curb. Yeah. It's great. But, like, it's also, like, don't get too excited about this stuff yet. No. Because it's not there yet. It's it, close. It, in, it's come, a, like, like uh, I've heard it said a couple times. Since since like two thousand, the amount of like progress we've made technologically, yeah, like, even technologically, I, I mean progress is like humans to like go into yeah. like it has been more than the rest of humanity. Human, humanity, yeah, you know what I mean. So like um, once makes... once we got to the point where a computer stopped being a room and started being. And small, like a watch now. Yeah. You have an iWatch, you know? Yeah. There's Which the... has more computing power than it took to get to the moon. Yeah. Insanity. In... And because of that, things have just been progressing and progressing. I mean, we had, like, the Video Now video player when we were kids. We had Game Boys, stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, this is the Game Boy. You know, like, yours is probably closer to what the Game Boy is, the Switch Lite. Yeah. But this is what it is. It's a huge screen. You can play all these games. You, you can go online. compatible. Online. You can Watch play with your friends. Yeah. <coughs> all over the world. On this model, the controllers detach and everything. You can play with random people. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, the thing I think is, is going to happen is in like 10, 15 years, it's going to be like you're going to go to the computer. You're going to type in, uh, hey, I want to see a new episode of Breaking Bad. Show me a new episode sure. of Breaking Bad. But that that is never going to be up to the quality you'd want it to be. It'll be a nice no, novelty. But yeah, it'll be a novelty thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, show me, you know, Muhammad Ali fighting Mike Tyson. Whoever figures out the first really good plug-in AI entertainment is going to make a shitload of money. But I'm not too interested in that yet. I, I don't think that that's ready... Even 10 years from now, I think that's like a 50-year-down-the-road thing. But I'm more excited to see how it gets utilized in relation to VR and AR because that's going to be the next big wave of entertainment stuff. If a company like Apple is starting to really pour their their money into, like, 
this immersive experience with the the Apple Vision or whatever it's going to be called, that's going to become a ubiquitous. I mean, like that's going to become a universal technology that everybody uses. So, but that is actually all we're going to have time for on this one. Um, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. Thank you for joining uh, for a conversation. Us. We're going to figure out the schedule a little better, but uh, we're now on season two. Season two. T U um, umlaut. Yes. No, we're not doing that. It's going to say T-W-O. T-W-O. I'm Rick Owens. I'm stepping on that thing too much. I'm Benny Williams. Don't start me talking. (laughs) Don't, Don't move. Sit back down.